This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's the super cereal, super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's the super cereal presents the adventures of Superman. Today, as Batman, Robin, and Mayor Perry White are trapped in a cabin on his gambling ship into which he has thrown tear gas bombs, Joe Solitaire gloats with his henchmen outside the door. <laughs> Listen to them coughing. They won't be able to take much more of that tear gas. <laughs> you said it, boss. They'll come busting out of that door any minute now. Me, do you boys know what to do, don't you? I'll say we do. Good. <laughs> so Perry White was going to ruin my punch board racket, was he? And Batman and Robin were going to help him. Well, now they'll know that nobody can cross Joe Solitaire. And live. Say, just look at your pep photo of Adolph Kiefer, the backstroke swimming champion. Notice he's just coming out of the pool. And you can practically count the drops of water on him. Lifelike? You bet. Just like all the photos in that great pep series of 24 famous movie and sports stars. That's right. You get a candid camera-sized photo as a prize. One inside every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Correct. Among others in this series, there's Hedy Lamar of United Artists Movies and Dana Andrews, the Sam Goldwyn star. And you can keep your photos safe and sound in a pep photo album, too. For instructions on how to get this slick album, just look on the side of your pep packet. Right. And every morning, dig into a bowl of pep, those catchy flakes of whole wheat that taste so delicious, your spoon will go up and down like a runaway steam shovel. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman! And now, the adventures of Superman! When Editor Perry White, newly elected mayor of Metropolis, set out to rid the city of a vicious punchboard racket by which school children were fleeced of their money, he was marked for death by Joe Solitaire, the punchboard king. Solitaire trapped White on his gambling ship, which was anchored three miles out at sea, and perfected a scheme to make White's death appear to be accidental drowning. 
White managed to phone Clark Kent, who is Superman, and Solitaire shipped ashore telephone. But the man of steel, who had been struck by a deadly atomic ray, found himself temporarily robbed of his strength. Superman's famous friends, Batman and Robin, sped to the gambling ship in their bat boat. But after knocking out several of Solitaire's henchmen, they were trapped in a cabin with White. Solitaire dropped tear gas bombs into the cabin through a small panel in the ceiling. And now, fighting desperately against the overpowering fumes, our friends realize their end is near. There. There I need air. Open the door. If I do, we're, we're finished, Mr. White. But I... Robin is right. Solitaire and his gorillas are waiting in the corridors with guns. Batman, what'll we do? I don't know, Robin. This looks like curtains. Oh, if only Superman were here. Meanwhile, in the apartment he occupies as Clark Kent, Superman, weakened from a deadly atomic ray, feels his great strength slowly returning. Oh, my strength is coming back. Maybe I can... No, 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 I can't fly yet. And I'm sure Batman and Robin and Perry White are in trouble. I must do something to help them, I must. Oh, but what can I do while I feel like this? White and Batman and Robin sure can sink it, boss. The tear gas hasn't driven them out of the cabin yet. I don't understand it, Muscles. They don't seem to be coughing so much either now. Hey, do you think maybe that stuff knocked them out? No, I can still hear them moving around. Get ready, boys. You'll have to open the door in a minute. better. There, I feel more like myself again. Now I think I can fly up with this window. Now, if only I'm not too late. Out to that gambling ship. Up, up, and away! Batman. Batman, Mr. White's almost out, Batman. And I... I... All right, Jim. Better open the door before we pass out. Got to put up some kind of fight. We won't have much chance. Maybe not. Without fighting anyhow. Okay, Pappy. I'll, I'll settle for one socket, solitaire. Here, here we go. Here they come, boys. Damn heavy. That hole has that. Well, it looks like I got here just in time. Glory, hallelujah. Let's get my hand, Robert. Come on. as if the party is over, fellas. Say, which one of these sleeping beauties is Joe Solitaire? I want to take him to Metropolis with me. I'm Solitaire. Oh. You haven't a thing on me. What? Well, listen to him, Batman. Very funny. As a matter of fact, you all owe me a debt of gratitude. We owe you. Are you kidding? Not at all. Quite a comedian, aren't you, Solitaire? I don't understand, Superman. I saved Mr. White's life this evening. Saved him? What? If I'd wanted to kill Mr. White... Would I have rescued him and brought him back to my ship and revived him? You rescued him? Certainly. How do you suppose he got aboard this boat? Well, I... I... intended to send him back to Metropolis in the morning when he was entirely recovered. Why, Alvaro? I suppose you wanted to rescue Robin and me when you tried to fill us full of lead. I didn't know who you were. It was my impression that you two had sneaked aboard to rob me. What? I carry a great deal of money 
on this ship, you know. Oh, solitaire, you slay me. <laughs> me too. Listen, Superman. We wasted enough time listening, Batman. Bring your bat boat alongside and we'll take Mr. Solitaire and his gang to the district attorney's office. We'll see how far he gets with his fairy tales there. Come on. Shot. Clark Kent and Perry White. Here, the district attorney say that Joe Solitaire, vicious racketeer and murderer, must be turned loose to continue preying on the school children of Metropolis. I'm sorry, gentlemen. There's nothing I'd like better than to throw the book at Joe Solitaire, but unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it. What? What kind of talk is that from a district attorney? Didn't you hear me say he was going to murder me? Yes, and I believe you, Mr. White, despite the fact that Solitaire claims he saved your life. He's lying. Granted, but the fact is that since he lives on and operates from his boat three miles offshore... Takes him out of my jurisdiction. I can't touch him. Now, that's great. That's just great. Well, certainly he must be subject to someone's jurisdiction. Yes, the federal district attorney. Then let's turn Solitaire over to him. Very well. But before we do that, have you any other evidence against him? Well, yes. Yes. We, we know that, that Muscle, Solitaire's gunman, assaulted a candy store proprietor named Pop Klein the other night when Klein refused to put their crooked punch boards in his store. Klein described Muscle's. And if he identifies him now... We'll have muscles and solitaire just where we want them, won't we? Why, of course. And we'll do it right now. Get Klein. I'm sorry, but that's impossible. What? What? As Pop Klein is unconscious and is not expected to recover. What? Yes. Yes. So that case against solitaire has blown up in our faces, too. As it stands now, I have no other choice but to release Joe Solitaire. <laughs> Now, back to the adventures of Superman. The district attorney has just told Clark Kent and Mayor Perry White that for lack of evidence against the racketeer, he would be forced to release Joe Solitaire. But Perry White, fighting mayor of Metropolis, refuses to accept that. Now, just a minute, Mr. D.A. You're forgetting that Solitaire's punch boards are crooked. Right. And even more important, with such devices, he's developing bad habits among school children in this city. Gambling habits that can and often do lead to crimes of juvenile delinquency. I'm fully aware of all that. Well, but before we can put Solitaire behind bars, we must first prove his punch boards are crooked. That's right, and to but... do that, we must find and collect them as evidence. You know they're not on display. It's all under the counter operation. Well, we'll find them all right. And we'll prove they're crooked. If Inspector Henderson has to turn every uniformed man on his force loose to do it. I'll do that, and I promise we'll put him away. Consider it done. Come on, Kent. Let's get to work. Black eight on red nine. Club deuce on club ace. Looks as if I'm going to win this game, Muscles. Ah, uh, so what? Here we are in the jug, and you're still playing that Toby Solitaire game. Why not? There's nothing else to do, nothing to worry about. Everything's working out perfectly. Boy, Superman must have slapped your brains out on our boat. No, Muscles, you just don't understand. Huh? You see, I expected something like this, and I made preparations. I tell you, there's nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. His eyes wide with disbelief. The burly muscle stares at the dapper pop-eyed racketeer, who smiles confidently as he resumes his game of solitaire. Black Jack on Red Queen. Red Five on Black Six. Yes, this game is in the bag, Muscles. <laughs> I can't lose now. Solitaire has already evaded a murder charge. And now, despite all indications to the contrary, he says that his punch board racket will flourish greater than ever before. 
What can he mean? There are thrills, excitement, and a startling surprise in tomorrow's chapter of Pennies for Plunder. So be sure to listen, fellows and girls. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for more of The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, he Kellogg's the Super Serial, Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, placed in a jail cell after his capture by Superman, Joe Solitaire, the punchboard racketeer, amazes his henchman, Muscles McGraw, by appearing to be pleased at the turn of a... Don't look so worried, Muscles. I tell you, everything's working out fine. What? Have you gone nuts, boss? Not at all. D.A. practically admitted he couldn't prove he tried to rub out Perry White, didn't he? Yeah, but what about this other rap? What other rap? What other rap, he says? A punchboard racket. Don't you know White's got the cops confiscating our punch boards from all the candy stores? When the DA sees they're fixed, he'll throw the book at us. <laughs> he won't have a thing on us, Muscles. Not a thing. How can you say that, boys? Just wait and see, my boy. Wait and see how well I've prepared for an emergency like this. Say, how would you like some swell Christmas seals to paste on your presents and letters? Yes, Christmas seals from the National Tuberculosis Association. Right. Each seal is postage stamp size, bright and colorful, just as Christmassy as can be. Sure. Where do you see the picture on these seals? You'll see a team of oxen hauling a load of Christmas trees through the snow with a farmhouse background. A picture that puts you right in mind of the Christmas spirit. Yes, sir. Decorate your presents and letters with these colorful seals. They look swell. Not only that... But at the same time, you'll be helping a mighty fine organization that helps every one of us. 
That's the National Tuberculosis Association. Correct. Every cent from the sale of these seals goes towards preventing and curing tuberculosis and helps many, many sick children get well. That's how important these seals are, and they cost just one cent apiece. So tell your parents to help stamp out this disease. Tell them to buy Christmas seals. And now, the adventures of Superman. When editor Perry White, newly elected mayor of Metropolis, set out to rid the city of a dishonest punchboard racket by which school children were led into habitual gambling and other more serious crimes, he became a target for Joe Solitaire, head of the racket. Superman managed to save White's life on Solitaire's gambling ship, brought the racketeer to the district attorney's office, and asked the DA to hold Solitaire. While White directed the police to confiscate the punch boards from candy stores throughout the city. As we continue now, Solitaire and his burly henchman, Muscles McGraw, have been returned to the district attorney's office, where Clark Kent and Perry White have arrived with a large bundle of punch boards. Here are a bunch of Solitaire's phony punch boards, D.A., about a hundred of them. Now look, printed on the top of each board it says, Win a new bicycle, camera, fountain pen, sports equipment. Mm -hmm. And see what it says here? Winners guaranteed on every punch board. I see, Mr. White. Well, what have you got to say to that, Solitaire? Punch boards aren't illegal in this state, are they? Uh, unfortunately, no. Crooked ones are. Right, Kent. In many states, all punch boards are illegal. But crooked ones are illegal everywhere. Solitaire, do you admit these punch boards were placed in various candy stores by your men? We admit nothing. Oh, do you any good to deny it, Solitaire? A number of storekeepers described Muscles as the man who persuaded them to put in the boards. Ah, dear Lord. Shut up, Muscles. We can prove these are Solitaire's boards. Now, Mr. D.A., all we have to do is to prove they're crooked, and you'll hold Solitaire for the grand jury, right? Yes. There are no winning numbers amongst the chances on the boards. We've got Solitaire where we want it. That's all we want to hear. Come on, Kent. Punch out the chances on these boards, and you'll see there isn't a winner in the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, Chief. Give me some of them. Uh, help yourself. They creep us, boys. They've got us now. Yeah, will you pipe down? Well, here's the first chance. Blank. Yeah. This one's blank, too. And this one. Ah, here's another blank. And this one. Imagine, anyone so low as to encourage youngsters to gamble. It's about as low as a man can get. You bet it is. You're going up the river for a long stretch, Solitaire, and it won't be in your gambling shed. You think so, Mr. Mayor? I know it, you cheap crook. And what's more... Wait a minute, Chief. Look at this. What? What is it, Kent? There's a winning number. What? Really? Yes. For a bicycle. Impossible. Well, see for yourself. Creepers, how can that be, boys? <laughs> Tell you later. Man. Well, I'll be... It is a winning number. Yes, and here's another. No. Yes, Mr. White. Whoever drew this chance would win a new camera. Well, I can't understand this. Oh, this board must have slipped in by mistake. Let's look at the others. Here's another winning chance, Chief. For a catcher's mitt. Mm. There's one on this board. Another camera. I don't get it. I must be dreaming, boss. We took all the winning numbers off the board, so how can... Later, muscles. Later. First number on this board is a winner, too. Wait, but this is incredible. It's no use going on. We've examined over 50 of the boards, and they all contain several winning numbers. But, but... Well, it looks as if we made a mistake, Mr. White. Uh -huh. <laughs> Certainly does, doesn't it, Mr. Mayor? But, but just three weeks ago, during the election campaign, my newspaper investigated this racket. My reporters brought all the chances on punch boards throughout the city, and not one of them held a winning number. Not one. That may be, but these boards are okay, as you can see for yourself. I can't understand it. I just can't. I think I can. You can? Yes, I think... Just a moment. 
been a nice party, D.A., but have you any objections to my leaving? You now? managed to trick us somehow, Solitaire. Please, but Mr. Mayor. Well, how about it, D.A.? Do I go now or must I call up my lawyer? I guess I'll have to let you go, Solitaire. But watch your step. I'll have my eye on you. It's okay with me. I'm an honest businessman. Oh, what? <laughs> That's a laugh. I think the laugh's on you, gentlemen. <laughs> Come, let's go, Master. Okay, boss. Good day, gentlemen. Next time you're out near my boat, drop in. Yeah, in the ocean. <laughs> what? The, the, the dirty scoundrel. I, I don't know how he fooled us, but, but whatever he did... Just I... a minute, Mr. White. Can't you said you thought you knew how he did it? Do you? Well, it's my hunch that when Solitaire couldn't make a deal with Mr. White, he decided to play safe. So he put honest punch boards in the candy stores for a while. You mean until the heat was off? That's right. And then he'll throw the crooked ones back in. Could oh. be. That's his game, huh? Okay, we'll be ready for him now. And the moment he slips a crooked punch board into a store, we'll crack down on it. I'm afraid it won't be so easy to trip up Solitaire that way. I'll go along with that. Well, what do you mean, Ken? Well, Solitaire is smart, Chief. And so far, he's managed to think one step ahead of us. I'm sure he knows we'll figure out what he did and we'll watch the stores for a switch, so he'll do it another way. Right. Like, uh, like what, for instance? Gosh, I wish I knew, Chief. Solitaire's punch board racket is worth millions to him. And he's already shown that he'll stop at nothing, not even murder, to keep those dirty millions rolling in. Now, we've got to expect trouble and plenty of it. Clark Kent is right. Joe Solitaire is preparing trouble for our friends, and plenty of it. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the stateroom of his palatial gambling yacht, anchored three miles out at sea, Joe Solitaire sits at a table, playing his favorite card game, Solitaire. Muscles, his burly, broken-nosed henchman, regards him admiringly. I've got to hand it to you, boss. You're a genius. <laughs> I did make Perry White and the DA look pretty silly, didn't I? <laughs> and how? And that wise guy reporter can't, too. Say, when did you put out the word to switch the phony boards for good ones? Last night, when Wright refused to make a deal with me, I knew even if we rubbed him out, the rest of his reform administration would go after our racket. Boy, are you smart. Well, what do we do now? Lay low till the heat goes off? Oh, no. I've already phoned the boys to distribute more punch boards to all the candy stores. So soon? Of course. But you heard what White said. I'll bet they'll be watching all the stores, and the minute a board comes in, they'll check up on it. Let him check. But when they find out the boards are crooked, we'll go to the cooler. Don't you see that? Relax, muscles. The boards aren't crooked. They ain't. You're kidding. No, I'm not. We're going to let a few kids win bicycles and cameras. This time. What do you mean, this time? It's good for business. When 50 kids win bikes, other kids all over the city will hear about it. They'll all want to take more chances on our punch boards. <laughs> Only they won't win anything. Oh, you mean after this first batch of good boards is used up, we slip the phonies back in? Gradually. Meanwhile, we'll be building up the dumb kids to keep pouring more and more of their money into our pockets. Get it? Yeah. Gee, boss, what a brain you got. Also, I've got another little trick up my sleeve. <laughs> One that can't lose. What's that, boss? You'll find out when the time comes. Either way, we win. We win big muscles. Someday, maybe soon, Perry White's going to be sorry he didn't drown last night. His bulging, grape-like eyes gleaming, 
Joe Solitaire returns to his card game, confident that he can outwit Perry White, Clark Kent, and the district attorney, and continue to reap a rich harvest by fleecing metropolis youngsters of their nickels and dimes. But his new plan fails, Solitaire promised. He has still another trick up his sleeve, a trick that cannot lose. What is it? And what will happen as Solitaire resumes his vicious racket? There's excitement and an unexpected development in tomorrow's dramatic episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 10 of Penny's for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg Pep, the Super Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, he's Kellogg Pep, the super serial. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine serial. Kellogg's Pep, the super serial presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, on his gambling ship, Joe Solitaire receives a report from his burly henchman, Muscles, on his vicious scheme to trick Mayor Perry White and fleece the school children of Metropolis. Ah, it's going like you said, boss. We let about a hundred kids win bikes and cameras and stuff on our punch boards. <laughs> Now kids all over town are piling into candy stores to buy chances, little suckers. Fine, Muscles, fine. Now we're going to have just one prize on each punch board. Something worth about 50 cents or a dollar at the most. That makes our boards legal so Mayor White and his cops can't touch us. <laughs> That's good, boss. That's swell. We milk the sucker kids for all their dough, and we can laugh at them wise guys White and Clark Kent, huh? <laughs> exactly, Muscles. Exactly. <coughs> You know, if you're a smart collector, you'll save things that you can carry around and flash on your crowd, like those 24 pep photos of famous movie and sports stars. You get these photos as a prize, one at every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Yes, sir. Candid camera-sized glossy photos of famous movie and sports stars, like Dana Andrews, the Sam Goldwyn star, and Orville Grove, the Chicago White Sox pitcher. Now, you'd better hurry and finish collecting all 24 stars, because in a few more days, we'll announce a brand new photo series for you to collect. Just think, 18 top-notch stars in the radio and sports world. We can't tell you the names yet, but you'll have terrific fun collecting their photos. So be sure you get your photo from packages of Pep, those catchy flakes of whole wheat. Good? Why, you'll want to eat them with a big spoon, because it holds more Pep at each delicious trip. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
Although he almost lost his life twice at the hands of Joe Solitaire, editor Perry White, newly elected mayor of Metropolis, is determined to stamp out the dishonest punchboard racket by which Solitaire is fleecing Metropolis school children and is leading them into more serious trouble. Now, unaware of Solitaire's new plans, White, in his office at City Hall, confers with reporter Clark Kent, who, unknown to him and all others, is Superman. Oh, Kent, get that frown off your face. I tell you, it won't be long now before we're rid of Joe Solitaire's dirty punchboard racket. And of Solitaire, too. Are you kidding, Chief? He's going stronger than ever. He let a lot of youngsters win bicycles and other prizes on his punchboards this week, and so now thousands of other youngsters are throwing away their lunch money on chances. They all think they can win bikes and cameras, too. I know, but that's only this week. Now, his next move will undoubtedly be to slip his phony punchboards back into the candy stores, the ones without any prizes in them. And that's when we'll get him. <laughs> I got news for you, Chief. Solitaire's new punch boards are already in the candy stores all over town. They are? Mm-hmm. Well, why wasn't I notified? Why didn't now, somebody wait, tell me? Wait, 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 wait. Take it easy. Take it easy. You weren't notified because while the punch boards are phony, they are still legal. They're phony, but they're legal. Mm-hmm. What kind of double talk is that? Simple. Each punch board gives away one prize. That makes it legal, according to the laws of this state. What? That's right. Jim Olson and I bought all the chances on five boards. What were the prizes? The prize was a cheap checker game. A checker game? Uh-huh. Worth at most 50 cents. What, what, what the dirty crook? He encourages children to gamble, to get in trouble by telling them they can win big prizes. And then on top of that, he, he robs them. Kent, I've got to stop him once and for all. There's only one way to stop Solitaire, Chief. That is to amend the state laws making punch boards illegal. You're absolutely right, Kent. And that's what I'm going to do. I'll go to the state capitol, get together with the governor, and demand immediate action. Swell, Chief. Meanwhile, you go back to the planet and write an expose of the punchboard racket. Okay. Tell the public all about Joe Solitaire and how he works. Right. Stir up plenty of public opinion against him while I work on the state legislature to pass that law. Okay. Then we'll have Mr. Solitaire on the run, but good. As Clark, Kent, and Perry White move into action against the vicious punchboard racket, a 12-year-old boy named Ronnie Thomas enters a small candy and notion store near his home in Metropolis. Yeah, what can I do for you, Sonny? My dad wants one of those dollar pops you got in the window. Uh, which one? I'll show you. Say, is that the punch board Billy Eldridge won a new bike on? Well, no, not exactly. Uh, that board was all used up, but this is a new one. Ah. It says uh, on this board, book uh, on winner, valuable prize. Does that mean a new bike like Billy wants? I don't know, Sonny. On this board, the prize is a secret. It's uh, printed on the winning chance. Oh, gee. I'd sure like to win a new bike like Billy's. How much does a chance cost, mister? That's a nickel a punch. I got a nickel. Here. Thanks. Uh, Just punch this key through any one of those dots on this board. Okay. Let's see now. Uh, I'm going to punch this one. (laughs) Good luck, Sonny. Gosh, I hope I won. Now, you open that paper and see what it says. Oh, shucks. It drew blank, huh? Yeah. Uh, better luck next time. Uh, now, about that pipe... Look, uh, Billy said he had to buy three chances before he won the bike. Maybe if I buy two more, or maybe... Look, mister, have you got change for a dollar? Sure, why? I'm going to buy a couple more chances on this punch board. I bet you I get to win a bike like Billy did. Gosh, this had better be the bike I spent the whole dollar. I hope it is, Jenny. 
No luck, huh? No. No, and I spent Dad's dollar, the one he gave me to buy his pipe. Golly, what'll I do now? You shouldn't have done that. I guess the best thing you can do is to go home and tell your dad about no, it. No, no, I can't. He'll say I gambled and, well, he, he just wouldn't understand. Look, Mr. Wheeler, uh, I mean, well, could you kind of trust me for my dad's pipe? I'll pay you back, honest to work. Uh, sorry, Sonny, I don't give credit. Well, well, gee whiz, what'll I do? Talk to you a minute. Make it fast. Can't you see I'm shooting pool? Charlie Morris says you sometimes lend money to visits and interest. Is that right? Maybe. So what? Well, will you lend me a dollar? I've got to have it. I've just got it. Why? On account of my father gave me a dollar to buy him a pipe, and I lost it on a punch board. Yeah? He's against gambling, and if I go home without the pipe, and then tell him what it is. He's telling you hide good, huh? Oh, no, he'll be pretty sore. I know that. Look, Butch, will you lend me a dollar, will you? I'll pay it back honest, I will. Yeah? Where are you going to get it to bring me back? My aunt's coming to visit us tomorrow. I can get it from her. I know I can. Hmm. Will you lend me the dollar, Butch? I might if you promise to pay me back a dollar and a half tomorrow. A dollar and a half? Sure, that's the interest I charge. You can get a buck from your aunt. You ought to be able to get a buck and a half. Oh, well, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I can. Okay, give me the dollar, Butch. Okay, but remember... You get it back to me tomorrow with a half a buck more, or else. Sure, sure, sure. I'll get it back to you tomorrow, but thanks. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow, kid. Wait a minute, Ronnie. I want to see oh. you. Oh, hello, Butch. Where's my dough? I, I haven't got it. What? Y- you see, my aunt couldn't come. My, my uncle got sick and she had to stay with him, so... So you haven't got the buck and a half you owe me, huh? No, no, but I'll get it for you. Butch, honest, I will. Why, you dirty little oh, no, punk. No, no, I'm going to put no, you for this. No, 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 Butch, no. I'll teach you what it means to Welsh on Butch Morgan. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Unable to pay back a dollar he had borrowed from a tough boy called Butch. A dollar which he had lost on one of Joe Solitaire's punch boards. A 12-year-old boy named Ronnie Thomas has been seized by the hulking Butch, who poises a big fist over his face. I ought to bust oh. your teeth, and that's what I ought no, to do. No, 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 don't, Butch. I'll get you the money on us, Will. When? My aunt's coming next week. She'll give it to me. Yeah, well, I ain't waiting that long. You're going to pay me now. But, but I can't, Butch. Honestly. Yes, you can. You want me to beat your ears off and tell your old man how you lost his dough on a punch board? Oh, no, please don't tell him, Butch. Then will you get my dough? How? How can I? I'll show you how. Come on. Well, where are we going? I'm going to show you how to get some easy money. Easy money? Where? You're going to steal it. Steal it? Oh, no, Butch, I won't. I can't steal You want me to tell your old man how you lost his dough on a punch board? No, no, but... Then come on. Do like I tell you, sucker. Terrified, his arm held in Butch's strong fingers, young Ronnie Thomas, a victim of Joe Solitaire's punchboard racket, walks towards serious trouble and great danger. Yes, even as Mayor Perry White and Superman work to wipe out the vicious gambling devices that prey on boys and girls, one boy is being led into crime as a result of playing a punchboard. What will happen? Don't miss tomorrow's action-packed episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 11 of Pennies for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman.
And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pat. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, he talks the super serial. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman begins a fight to wipe out the punchboard racket, young Ronnie Thomas, a victim of the vicious gambling device, falls into the power of Butch Morgan, a tough boy who forces him into the commission of a crime. Now, here's the pitch, Ronnie. I've been working on a phone box at Santa's drugstore, loosening it up from the wall. All you gotta do is give it one good poke and come off. It's full of nickels. Oh, no, I won't do it, Butcher Keenan. You want I should tell your old man you lost his dough playing a punch board? No, no, don't tell him. And shut up and do what I say. Come on. Say, you don't have to be personal friends with George McAfee, the Chicago Bears star halfback, to get this photo. Right, because you can get an action photo of him as a prize. Yes, he's in that great pep photo series of 24 famous movie and sports stars. One of these photos is yours. Inside every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. Correct. A brilliant, candid camera-sized photo of a movie or sports star. Along with George McAfee, there's Hedy Lamar of United Artists. And Virginia Mayo, the star of Sam Goldwyn movies. Now listen. Hurry up and collect this whole series right away, because on Monday, we'll announce a brand new photo series to collect. 18 radio and sports stars. You'll want every one of these top-notch photos. Right. And those whole wheat flakes of pep are top-notchers in the taste department. Yes, every bite of pep sends your spoon hustling after another happy load. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. The Adventures of Superman. While Mayor Perry White and Clark Kent, who is Superman, work to stamp out a vicious, dishonest punchboard racket by which Joe Solitaire is fleecing school children of their money, a 12-year-old boy named Ronnie Thomas falls into serious trouble. Foolishly believing he could win a bicycle on a punchboard, Ronnie played away a dollar his father had given him to buy something. Then, afraid to tell his father what he had done, he borrowed a dollar from Butch Morgan, a young hoodlum. When he was unable to repay it, plus 50 cents interest, Biff threatened to tell Ronnie's father about his loss on the punch board unless Ronnie helped him steal a telephone coin box. As we continue now, Butch and the terrified Ronnie have entered a small neighborhood drugstore. While Butch, in the front part of the store, pretends to consider a purchase, Ronnie fearfully enters the phone booth at the rear. Butch, keeping an eye on Ronnie, engages the proprietor in conversation. This is a pretty good question, huh? Well, it's uh, very popular with the ladies. Is uh, this for your girl? Uh, no, no, I want something for my mother for Christmas. Uh, can I see how it smells? Yeah, certainly. I, I have a sample here. Okay. What's that? Uh, nothing. 
Hey, uh, let me smell that stuff, will you? Uh, just turn the top like this. Look, heavens, what is... What's going on? That boy is trying to steal a phone box. Here! Here, stop it! What? I can't get the door open. What a clumsy yap. Are you young ruffian? Watch out, the door open. Not me, I'm getting out of here. Hey, stop! What? Stop, what? Please, stop that boy. Speaking. This is Jim, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, yes, Jim. Listen, can you come down to police headquarters right away? Why? What's up? It's important. Please hurry. Oh, yes, of course, Jim, Thanks. but what... I'm in the juvenile detention shelter. Hurry, will you? The juvenile detention? What happened? Jim! Jim! Hung up. Yeah. These clothes get to headquarters in two shakes, says Superman. What could have happened to Jim? There we are. All set now up with this window. Up! Jim! Oh, hi, Mr. What is it? What happened? Come over here with me, Mr. Kennedy. I'll tell you. Well, what is it, Jim? Who's that boy? His name's Ronnie Thomas. He got caught trying to steal a telephone box in a drugstore. What? That little fellow? Uh-huh. He was forced to do it, Mr. Kent. Forced to? Yeah, another kid made him. Look, I know Ronnie, Mr. Kent. I'm assistant scoutmaster of his boy scout troop. He's a good kid. He, well, you know Judge Summers. I wish you'd talk to him about Ronnie. Hmm. I'd like to talk to the boy first, Jim. Who's the man with him, his father? Uh-huh. Uh, come on, I'll introduce you. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, this is Mr. Kent, the man I told you about. He's going to help you. Hello there, Ronnie. And this is Ronnie's father, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Kent. Oh, glad to know you, Mr. Thomas. How do you do? I, I can't understand this. Ronnie's always been a fine boy. He never stole a thing in his life. Never. And now Excuse he's... Excuse me, Mr. Thomas. Tell me, Ronnie. Why did you do it? Because I... Well, I, I owed Butch a dollar. I couldn't pay it back. He, he said if I didn't help him, help him steal the telephone box, he, he'd tell my father. Tell your father what, Ronnie? I, I, I can't tell you. He said that before. About this guy Butch threatening to tell his father something, but he won't tell us what, Mr. Kent. Come now, Ronnie. You've got to tell us. No, I... I can't. Now look, son. Let me try, Mr. Thomas. You want me to help you, don't you, Ronnie? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Well, then you've got to tell me everything. Otherwise, I can't help you. Go ahead, Ronnie. Well, well, all right, I'll tell you. Dad gave me a dollar to buy him a pipe, and I, well, I saw a punch board in the store, and I, I thought I could win a bike on it, so I... I lost the dollar on the punch board. Uh-oh. What? You did that after all I told you about gambling. I, I'm sorry, Dad. Ronnie, I'm ashamed of you. Why, I Just should... a minute, Mr. Thomas, please. Look, Ronnie, you say you were afraid to tell your father you lost his dollar, so you borrowed another dollar from a boy named Bush, right? Yes, sir. But then when I couldn't pay it back, he said I, I'd have to help him rob the store or he'd tell my father. Why didn't you come to me about it instead of borrowing money from a thief? I, I don't know, Dad. You don't know? I think perhaps he thought you wouldn't understand, Mr. Thomas. He was obviously afraid of you. I see. What happened to the other boy? Butch. I, I don't know. He got away, Mr. Kent. Oh? Well, look, Ronnie, you stay here with your dad, huh? Come on, Jim. We'll have a talk with Judge Summers. Actually, Judge Summers, the real criminals are the people and the laws of this state. Laws that, that permit the operation of punch boards by a vicious racketeer like Solitaire. You're perfectly right, Kent. 
This isn't the first time a youngster's fallen into trouble on account of punch boards or some other such gambling device. I'm sure of that. And I've often gone on record as saying that such things should be forbidden by law. Well, Mr. White's at the state capitol now, working on a bill to make them illegal. That's fine. But in this case, the fact remains that Rocky Thomas committed a crime. And even though it's his first one, we can't permit him to go on punishing. Oh, gee. Ronnie's really a good boy, Judge. And I'm sure this would never have happened if... Well, if, if he'd had a closer relationship with his father. I mean, if he hadn't been afraid to make a clean breast of things to Mr. Thomas. Oh, sure. He was just scared. I understand. That happens all too often when youngsters and parents don't work together for a mutual understanding. But, well, the law demands that the offender be punished, and I'm sworn to uphold the law. So the boy will have to appear in court. I see. Gee, Wiz, you won't send him to reform school, will you, Judge Summers? I'm sorry, Olson, but I can't tell you what my decision will be until I've examined the facts more carefully. I'll talk to the boy, and I'll do all I can for him. Beyond that, I can promise nothing. Ronnie Thomas is now a helpless victim of circumstances. What will happen to him? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is late that afternoon, and Mayor Perry White has left City Hall and come to his old office at the Daily Planet, where he speaks heatedly to Clark Kent. You see, Kent, that's how punch boards get youngsters in trouble. They don't realize they've got about as much chance winning a big prize as they have of uh, growing three legs. I know, Chief. So they beg, borrow, <coughs> pardon me, go without lunch, uh, even steal to keep playing the punch board and making the Joe Solitaires of this world rich. Then they wind up in serious trouble, as this boy Ronnie Thomas did. You don't have to tell me all that, Chief. The important thing is to sweep Solitaire's punch boards out of the city. What about that bill to make them illegal? Well, I'm working on it, Kent. But I'm having trouble. What do you mean? Uh, a couple of old mossbacks up there in the state capitol don't believe punch boards do any harm. Did you tell them what you've been telling me and about Ronnie Thomas, who goes on trial tomorrow? Sure, I've been telling them. But I didn't know about Ronnie when I met them in the governor's office this morning. Oh. Now, look, play this boy's story up big in the planet. Okay. Get the people fighting Matt Solitaire and his dirty punch boards. That'll help switch those old mossbacks by our way. Good idea, Chief. I'll get at it right now. Oh, just a minute. Hello? Oh, yes, Jim. What? What? What's that? What's the matter, Kent? Great Scott! Well, when? Where? Kent, what is it? Just a minute, Chief. You there now, Jim? Right, I'll come out at once. Yes. Okay, so long. Will you please tell me what's the matter? That was Jim. Something's happened to Ronnie Thomas. Good heavens, now what? Jim didn't say. He just said something terrible happened to the boy, and he's waiting at Ronnie's home for me. I've got to get out there. So long, Chief. Now wait, I'll go along. No time to wait, Chief. I'll see you later. From the office to a deserted storeroom, Clark Kent swiftly stripped to the blue costume and red cape of Superman. A moment later, it's streaking through the skies to Ronnie Thomas's home. What has happened to Ronnie? There's a thrill a minute of tomorrow's action-packed episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 12 of Pennies for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal.
get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal, Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, arrives at the home of young Ronnie Thomas where cub reporter Jimmy Olsen confronts him with startling news. Mr. Kent, Ronnie's gone. Gone? Where, Jim? Nobody knows. What? What do you mean? Well, he disappeared about an hour ago. Disappeared? Uh Uh-huh. He left a note. Look, here it is. It says, nobody will ever see me again. Great Scott. You know, the excitement is mounting every day because of that new Pep photo series coming up. Eighteen new photos to collect of different stars in the radio and sport world. And every photo's candid camera size. Yes, sir. Can't tell you the name of these stars till Monday, but the second you hear, you'll want to collect every single photo. What's more, these candid camera size photos are prizes. One in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Right, and don't forget, if you hustle, you can still complete your photo collection of those 24 movie and sports stars. Like George Sanders of United Artists and Charlie Trippy, the all-American halfback. Yes, sir. What's more, now you can send for a Pep photo album made to hold lots of Pep photos. For directions how to get this slick album, just look on the side of your Pep package. Remember, keep collecting your prize photos from every package of Pep. Those swell flakes of good whole wheat. Not only good, with Pep you can always be sure each new spoonful tastes even better than you expected. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Now, the adventures of Superman. While Mayor Perry White and Clark Kent, who is Superman, were working to 
stamp out a vicious punchboard racket which victimizes school children, a young boy named Ronnie Thomas got into serious trouble as a direct result of playing the gambling device. Ronnie played away a dollar belonging to his father on a punchboard, and afraid to tell his parent what he had done, sought the aid of Butch Morgan, a young hoodlum. Butch loaned Ronnie a dollar, then forced the youngster to take part in a robbery in payment of the loan. Ronnie was caught and arrested. Before his court hearing, the boy was placed in custody of his father. But late that afternoon, Clark Kent received an urgent phone call from cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, who asked him to hurry to Ronnie's home. When Kent arrived, Jimmy told him that Ronnie had disappeared. As we continue now in the Thomas's front yard, Kent is reading a boyishly scrawled note which Ronnie had left behind him. Dear Mom and Dad, I don't want to go to reform school, so I'm going away. Nobody will ever see me again. Sorry I didn't listen to Dad. If I did, I wouldn't have gambled. Your loving son, Ronnie. The poor kid. Isn't this awful? Yes, Jimmy never should have done that. Dirty Joe Solitaire's fault. He and his crooked punch boards. And it's also the fault of the people of this state for not outlawing gambling rackets long ago. And it's the fault of Ronnie's father for not having the, uh, the full confidence of his son. But that's water under the bridge. Right now, we've got to find Ronnie. Police are already looking for him. So are Mr. and Mrs. Thomas. But have they checked with all the friends? Sure. I even called up all the members of Ronnie's Boy Scout troop. And? Well, nobody's seen them. Thomases are out in their car now, and police are scouring the whole town. Hmm. How long ago did Ronnie disappear? Well, let's see. He and his dad got back from detention shelter about 3 o'clock, and he went up to his room. Uh-huh. About half an hour later, his mother went up to see him, but Ronnie was gone. I see. Well, it's quarter of five now. It means he's been gone for a couple of hours. Uh, it's pretty late for me to look for him from the air. From the... What? Huh? Oh, no, no, nothing, Jim. No. Say, that's Ronnie Spaniel, King. He was missing, too. He was? Uh-huh. Thomas has figured Ronnie took him along. Gosh, Mr. Ken, maybe Ronnie's come back. No, he didn't. Oh, he may be somewhere near here, coming back, and King ran on ahead. Come here, King, old boy. Listen. Hey, King seems to know you, Jim. I'm sure he does. My scout troop meets here often. I think he's trying to tell you something, Jim. Huh? No, he, he's tugging at you and then and whining. Well, maybe he wants to get in the house. No, he's trying to pull you toward the gate, don't you see? Yeah, that's right. What are you Maybe he's trying to tell you where Ronnie is. Or or what happened to him. Gosh, do you know where Ronnie is, King? Do you? Look, he keeps running toward the gate and then back to me. I think he wants you to... I think he wants to take you to Ronnie. Let's follow him, Jim. Come on. Gosh, Mr. Kent, we must have walked over a mile already. Uh huh. The neighborhood seems to be thinning out. You think that dog knows where it's going? He certainly seems to. He keeps running back to make sure we're following. I sure hope he's taking us to Ronnie. And that Ronnie's all right. Keep your fingers crossed, Jim. Go ahead, King. Go ahead, boy. Go right with you. King gave us a bum steer, Mr. Kent. This is the railroad freight yard. I know, Jim. A boy might very well come here if he were running away. Well, yeah, but there are just freights here, not passenger trains. I know, but after Wait, all... Miss, you don't think a little kid like Ronnie would take a chance of hopping a freight, do you? Well, that poor little fellow was desperately scared, Jim. And he didn't have any money. Oh, golly. Wait a minute. Look. What's the matter? Look at King. Running up and down beside the tracks. Makes me think Ronnie sneaked onto a freight train here and took off. Lizards. 
What do we do now? Get King and wait for me, Jim. Where are you going? To the dispatcher's office. I'm going to find out what trains left here in the last hour and a half and where they were headed for. Then maybe I can find Ronnie. As Kent hurries to the freight dispatcher's office, a long freight train lumbers to a stop at a switch several miles south of Metropolis. There it waits for the flyer to pass. Two railroad track walkers, resting until the freight pulls out, pause to light their pipes. Uh, what time is it, Sam? Uh, 20 to 6. Almost quitting time. Yeah, good. I'm getting hungry. You know, I can just about finish this last stretch of track up to Mayville by 6 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Say, what noise, Sam? What noise? Uh, don't you hear that kind of thumping? Yeah. Hey, where's it coming from? I don't know. Seems to be... Bill. Huh? It's coming from that car there, that refrigerator car. Yeah. Hey, what do you think's doing it? I think somebody's in that car. Come on, let's see. In a refrigerator car? How do I... Listen. You hear that? Yeah, sounds like somebody yelling. Yeah. Jeepers, you think some poor tramp crawled in there not knowing it was a refrigerator car? I don't know, but we better get him out past or he'll freeze to death. Come on, give me a hand. Okay. Hey, the door won't slide open. Oh, of course, it's locked. Locked? Yeah, and it's a steel car. Come on, we got to get the conductor. He'll be up front. All right. Yeah. We better do something before the train starts. Or... Holy mackerel, it's starting now. Oh, the poor guy. Come on, step on it. Quick, get off the track. Bill, here comes the flag. Oh. We'll have to wait until she goes by. Oh, here she comes. Okay, flyers pass. Come on, Bill. What? What the? Holy smokes. Say it. The freight's gone. Yeah. How do you like that? With the guy in the refrigerator car. Oh, what do we do, Bill? Only one thing to do. Send a wire from Mayfield. I'll catch the freight at... Uh... Uh, Benson City. That's a good two hours from here. Oh, uh, yeah. That poor guy may be frozen to death by that time. <laughs> Who is in that locked refrigerator car? Is it young Ronnie Thomas? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. At the freight yard in Metropolis, Clark Kent has just returned from the dispatcher's office to where Jimmy Olsen waits with Ronnie Thomas's dog. Listen, Jim. I found out that six freight trains pulled out of here in the last hour and a half. Six? Uh-huh. Did anybody see Ronnie? No, but I'm sure he's on one of those trains. Now, look. I'm going after him. What? You go back to... How can you go after six trains? No time to answer questions now, Jim. You go back to Ronnie's house with a dog and wait there for me. But, Mr. K... Get going, Let's... Jim. Hurry! Somebody out of sight behind this boxcar. There, now. Out of these clothes. If ever there was a job for Superman, this is it. Two trains went north, two south, and two west. I'll have to overtake and search them all. Fast. There we are. All set now. Up! Up! And away! Leaping high into the smoky sky above the freight yard, Superman poises for a moment in midair, deliberating as to which direction to take first. Then he veers, straightens out like a giant arrow, and streaks away to the west, red cakes streaming in the wind. 
Did Ronnie Thomas's dog give Superman the correct lead to his young master when he led him and Jimmy Olsen to the railroad freight yard? And was Superman right in believing that Ronnie left Metropolis on a freight train? There's a thrill a minute in Monday's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so don't miss it whatever you do. Yes, be sure to tune in again on Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 13 of Penny for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Today, he Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Sense the adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman searches for young Ronnie Thomas, whom he believes is on a freight train... An excited track walker rushes into the railroad telegraph office in Mayville, a few miles south of Metropolis. Hey, Joe, there's somebody locked in the refrigerator car on that long freight that went through here a few minutes ago. Going south. Are you kidding? Heck no, I'm serious. Holy smoke. You gotta get a wire to the conductor telling them about that guy. I can't get a wire from before they reach Benson City. It's more than 50 miles from here. Holy smokes. By that time, the poor guy in the refrigerator car may be dead. <laughs> Gather round, you pep photo fans. Get set for a collector's scoop. Sure, because we're announcing a brand new photo series to add to your collection. Photos of 18 brilliant radio and sports stars. A different set of candid camera-sized photos to collect. What's more, these actual glossy photos are yours as a prize. An exclusive prize of every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Just think, exciting photos of 18 top-notch stars in the radio and sports world. For example, there's Kay Kaiser, the old musical professor, and Bob Waterfield, the great quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams, and Sam Snead, the golf champion. 
plus many others, a whole new different series. Remember, get your photo in this new series from every package of Pep, those catchy flakes of whole wheat. Yes, flakes that show you at the very first taste just how good a cereal can be. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. Frightened because he had lost a dollar belonging to his father on a punch board, young Ronnie Thomas borrowed the money from a hoodlum, who then forced the youngster to participate in a robbery. Ronnie was caught and arrested. Fearing he would be sent to reform school, Ronnie ran away, leaving a note which said nobody would ever see him again. But about two hours later, his spaniel dog led reporters Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen to a railroad freight yard. Believing the panic-stricken boy had left town on a freight train, Kent learned that six freights had left the yard within the past hour and a half. So, resuming his true identity of Superman, he took to the air to overtake and search the trains for the runaway boy. Ronnie wasn't on either of those two freights headed east. There are two more going south and two going west. I'll have a look at the southbound ones first. Away! Look, in that car just ahead. A boy. Quick, Scott, it's rough. And he's locked in a refrigerator car. Down, down. Now, force this door open like this. There we are. Okay, Ronnie. That's right, son. All right, now you'll be safe home in just a few minutes. Up with you, boy. There we are. Now, here we go. Up and away! Thomas, how is Ronnie? He'll be fine by morning, Superman. All he needed was food and rest, the doctor said. Good. You... You saved my son's life. I, I I don't know how to thank you. Don't try, Mr. Thomas. I'm glad I could be of service. Superman. Gosh, is it really you? Oh, well, certainly. Gee. Thanks. Uh, I didn't deserve to be saved. Oh, nonsense, son. You made a mistake, that's all. Everyone does sometimes. The important thing is to learn a lesson and not make the same mistake again. Also, remember, never to run away from things. Because that only makes it worse. I know that now. Good for you. Next time you get in a jam, go straight to your folks. Give them a chance to understand. I will. My dad and I, we had a long talk, and, well, I'll never be afraid to tell him anything again. That's the stuff. Oh, uh, just one thing more, Ronnie. Your hearing is scheduled for tomorrow. Will you be there? Yes, sir. I, I did wrong, and I... Well, I'll take my medicine. Good boy. Keep your chin up. Maybe it won't be as bad as you think. the court feels that you've been punished enough for what you've done, your own heart. You say that's so? Yes, sir, I, I Believe have. me, sir, I, I know he has. But the law requires that I do something because what you did was wrong. Therefore, I'm going to... Oh, oh no, Judge, please. Re- reform school? No, Ronnie. No, I'm going to place you on probation. Thank heavens. You're paroled in the custody of your father. You'll be free to attend school and go as you please. But you will be under the jurisdiction of the court for at least six months. And you will have to report regularly to the probation officer. Oh, gosh. 
Thanks, George. Thanks. Why, hello, Chief. Matter, things get dull at City Hall? No, no, I want to... Just wanted to get yourself a smell of printer's ink, huh? Oh, cut it out, son. I'm here on city business. Oh, really? Well, we're honored. Now, look, this is no time for kidding. We've got Joe Solitaire on the run now, and we can't let up until we drive him and his dirty punchboard racket out of Metropolis. Right. Now, why doesn't the state legislature pass that bill you drew up to make punchboards illegal? Because they need a couple of firecrackers under their chairs to wake them up. And we're going to pass those firecrackers. I'm listening, Chief. Well, now, first, I want you to give this Ronnie Thomas matter a big play in the planet. Well, I... Flash it all over page one. Show the people what can happen to a youngster who falls for Joe Solitaire's come-on tactics and starts playing his crooked punch boys. I've already done that, Chief. A three-column spread for page one is being set up right now. Good, good. And keep a follow-up story going every day. There must be plenty of other youngsters who got into trouble playing Solitaire's punch boards. I'm ahead of you on that, too, Chief. Jim Olsen and Tony Sloan dug up several stories. We're setting them up for day-by-day boxes on page one. Fine, fine. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, Oh, where's Lois? Well, she went home with Ronnie and his family to do a follow-up from that angle. Oh. Well, as soon as she gets back, put her to work on a feature story for the woman's page. Hey. I want a story every day from her addressed to the mothers of Metropolis. Good showing idea. the evils of punch boards. If 50,000 mothers will write or wire their representatives in the state legislature demanding that punch boards be outlawed, we'll get action on my bill and fast. Hey, that's a great idea, Chief. And Lois can do the job like nobody's business. I know she can. Get her busy on it at once. Oh, uh, and one thing more, Kent. Yes? Uh, here's your page one headline for tomorrow's edition. I want it bannered. Okay. Let's see. Daily Planet declares war on Joe Solitaire. Hey, pretty definite, isn't it? Yes, and I mean it. Let's see how that dirty racketeer likes this kind of opposition. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In his stateroom on the palatial gambling yacht, Lady Luck, anchored three miles off the coast of Metropolis beyond the jurisdiction of the law, Joe Solitaire has turned away from his seemingly never-ending one-handed card game to read the late newspapers which Muscles, his henchman, has brought aboard. <laughs> Ain't that a laugh, boss? I mean about the Daily Planet. Not funny, Muscles. The Planet's a very influential newspaper. So what? Uh, they can't do nothing to us. Punch boards are illegal in Metropolis. <laughs> Even if the sucker kids can't win practically nothing on them. You don't understand. Did you read this feature story by Lois Lane? Nah, what for? She writes a very moving story about Ronnie Thomas and other kids who got into serious trouble by playing our punch boards. A very moving story. I almost feel sorry for the little brats myself. <laughs> oh, boss, you might have This can be serious, Muscles. Huh? Miss Lane asks all the mothers in Metropolis to write or wire their representatives in the state legislature, urging them to back Perry White's bill to make punch boards illegal. So what? Uh, they won't get no place. I think they might. Go on. We got nothing to worry Stop about. saying that, you fool. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You haven't a brain in your head, not a single solitary brain. I don't like boys. He stands there and tells me we have nothing to worry about. Stupid can you be? You mean... This is really bad, boy. It's very bad. Miss Lane gets enough mothers to do as she asks the legislature may pass Perry White's bill. We'll all be out of business. Listen, the one I should take care of now, boys? No muscles. You must be careful. Superman almost got us the last time, you know. Ah, uh, he won't get me this time, boss. It can't be obvious. You've got to move fast, but very cleverly. Let me think now. I can find a way... Mm. Yes. Uh, 
chair, Joe Solitaire caresses his chin with one graceful, highly manicured hand, while the other beats a devil's tattoo on his knee. His pop eyes, pale, watery gray, like peeled grapes, are cold, calculating, venomous, as he considers first one plan, then another to destroy our friends and to save his vicious, lucrative racket. We know that Joe Solitaire is as cunning as a fox and as dangerous as a rattlesnake. What will he do? We'll find out in tomorrow's suspenseful action-packed episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 14 of Pennies for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's the Super Serial. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, on his gambling ship, Joe Solitaire makes plans with muscles, his burly henchman, against one of our friends on the Daily Planet. Lois Lane is very popular in Metropolis, muscles. Unless we can stop her, she'll put her campaign over. What campaign, boss? Don't you know she's trying to get all the mothers to back Perry White's anti-punch board bill? Oh, oh yeah. Well, if they all write to their state legislators the way she wants them to, I'm afraid White's bill will be passed. That will put us out of business. Just say the word, boss. I'll take care of her. No muscles. I have a perfect plan to blow up her campaign. Yeah, like what? You'll see. Call Sally Miller on the ship to shore phone muscles. I want to talk to her. Say, 18's the new magic number. Yes, the number of stars in the new Pep photo series. Pep now brings you photos of 18 radio and sports stars to add to your collection. Candid camera size, glossy photos of famous stars that you get as a prize. One on every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. Think of it, 18 stars in this brand new series. Top notchers in the radio world. Like Tom Brenneman, star of Breakfast in Hollywood. And great athletes like... Stanley, the fullback of the San Francisco 49ers football team. And Don Budge, the famous tennis player. Right, and they're just a sample. So start right now to collect all 18 photos. Just get your photos from every package of half. Those golden flakes of good whole wheat. And speaking of prizes, a bowl of peps, a bowl of prize eating. Makes every breakfast a tasty mess. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman.
The Adventures of Superman. Immediately after his election as mayor, Editor Perry White, aided by Clark Kent, who is Superman, set out to rid Metropolis of a vicious and dishonest punchboard racket which fleeced school children of their money and often got them into serious trouble. Twice, Joe Solitaire, boss of the racket, made an attempt on White's life, but was each time foiled by Superman. Now, White is trying to have the state legislature pass a bill to make punchboards illegal, and Kent and Lois Lane, girl reporter, are backing him up in the Dell Planet. As we continue now, unaware that Solitaire has marked her as his next target, Lois is entering Kent's office in the Daily Planet. Clark, the chief's idea is paying off like nobody's business. It's terrific. It's idea? Yes. Oh, you mean your campaign on the woman's page? I mean nothing else but. Sure. Why, I've been absolutely snowed under with phone calls from mothers, letters from mothers, even visits from mothers. Good. They all promised to write their or wire their representatives in the state legislature, insisting that Mr. White's will be passed. Hey, that's well, Lois. Keep up the good work. Don't worry. I'll get 50,000 mothers to go to bat for that bill. That a girl. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just between you and me, Clark, I've got quite a bit of influence with the women in this city, you know. Uh-uh-uh. Careful, Lois. You'll break your arm. A uh, what? You'll break your arm, patting yourself on the back. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to brag. Oh, forget it. I still say you're doing a swell job. Thanks, Clark. As a matter of fact, you rate a big assist. I do. Sure. Your story about Ronnie Thomas was a honey, Clark. Anyone reading it, I mean about how poor little Ronnie got into such terrible trouble because of a punch board, couldn't help being furious at Joe Solitaire and want to drive his punch boards right out of the state. <laughs> Tell me more. You know something, Lois? This is beginning to sound like a mutual admiration society. <laughs> yes, isn't it? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes? Is Miss Lane in your office, Mr. Kent? Yes, she is. Would you tell her there's a phone call for her, please? A Mrs. Sally Miller. Who's Mrs. Sally Miller? Search me. You know what Mrs. Miller wants to talk to Miss Lane about, Miss Backrack? Uh-huh. About the anti-punch board bill. Oh? She says it's important. Oh, just a minute. You want to talk to her, Lois? Oh, yes. It's probably another mother wanting to join the crusade. Oh. Uh, ask Miss Backrack to put the call on your line, will you please, yes, Clark? Sir. Okay. Uh, put Mrs. Miller through on my line, please, Miss Backrack. Okay. Tell Miss Lane to just pick up your phone, Mr. Kent. Right. Thanks. Here you are, Lois. Thanks, Clark. Hello? This is Miss Lane. Miss Lane, this is Sally Miller. I've been reading your articles in the Daily Planet about the evils of punch boards, you know. Oh, and I think they're just wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Mrs. Miller. I, I... I have two children of my own. I certainly wouldn't want anything to happen to them like what happened to that poor little Ronnie Thompson. Why, of course you wouldn't, Mrs. Miller. What can I do to help prevent such things? Why, simply send a telegram or a letter to your state representative urging him to vote for Mr. White's anti-punch board bill. Well, I, I'd like to, and so would a lot of other mothers I know, but, well, we're afraid. Afraid? Of what? What's this, Lois? Well, this may yeah. sound silly, Miss Lane, but my husband says Joe Collins here is a dangerous racketeer. Oh, that's nonsense, Mrs. Miller. Why, several thousand women have already sent wires and letters. Nothing's happened to any of them, nor is anything going to. Why, the whole idea is preposterous. Can't you see that? Yes, that's what I told my husband. But, oh, he and a lot of others don't agree with me. Look, I'd like to talk to your husband, Mrs. Miller, and to those others, too. Oh, Miss Lane, I was hoping you would say just that. Really? I'm having a crowd of friends in my house tonight to discuss this very thing. Would you drop by for a moment and explain everything? Would you do that, please? Certainly. I'd like nothing better, Mrs. Miller. Where do you live? At 217 Park Place. Oh, just a second while I write down. Would you, uh, Clark, hand me a pencil, would you please? Yeah, here you are. Thanks. Uh, did you say 217 Park Place? That's right. Apartment 14A. Park Place. Apartment 14A. Now, when Can would you be... around 8 o'clock this late? Uh, I'll be there between 8 and 8.30. Will that be all right? Oh, fine. Just fine. It's so kind of you, Miss Lane. Not at all. Goodbye, Mrs. Miller. See you tonight. Wonderful. Goodbye, Miss Lane. Hey, what's cooking, Lois? 
Can you imagine, Claude, this woman and Mrs. Miller and a lot of her friends want to write their representatives to vote for the Chief's anti-punch board bill, but Mr. Miller told them they might get into trouble with Joe Solitaire. What? Oh, ridiculous. Why, of course it's ridiculous. I'm going over to her house tonight and tell her and her friends so. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, look, uh, uh, how how about me coming along? No, thanks, Clark. I can ask. Good grief, it's after five. I've got tomorrow's story to do, and I promised to make a short speech at the newspaper women's dinner at seven, and I said I'd be at Mrs. Miller's house at 8.30. Sounds like a busy evening for you. You're not kidding. I've got to dash. I'll see you tomorrow, Carl. Right. So long, Lois. Hello? Joe Salatier speaking. Joe, this is Sally. Sally Miller. Yes, Sally. What's the dope? Everything's cheap. That reporter gal fell for it like a ton of bricks. She did? Yeah. She's going to be at my place between 8 and 8.30 tonight. Fine, fine. You know just what to do now, don't you? Just leave it to me, Joe. Good. Call me as soon as it's over. Okay. So long, Joe. So long. What kind of trap have Joe Solitaire and Sally Miller set for the unsuspecting Lois Lane? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Promptly at 8.30 in the evening, Lois Lane rang the bell of Sally Miller's apartment and was admitted by a blonde, rather flashily dressed woman who now leads the girl reporter down a short corridor toward the closed door of the front room. It's awfully nice of you to come, Miss Lane. Oh, not at all, Mrs. Miller. I want to do all I can to have Perry White's anti-punch board bill passed. So do I. And I certainly hope you can convince my friends. I'm sure I can. Well, here's your chance, Miss Lane. Go right in, Miss Lane. Go on. You wait a minute. Roulette wheels. Dice tape. This is a gambling house. You're not kidding, sister. Okay, Nippy, make with the camera. Okay. Here, stop it. Let me out of here. Stay where you are, sister. These pictures will fix your wagon. I've been framed. Don't move anybody. Wait, wait a minute, officer. I was brought in the post for cases. I can... Judge, lady. Let's go, boys. Run them up. Yes, Joe Salatier speaking. Joe. It did, huh? Yeah, like a charm. Tell you more later. I gotta hang up now. Okay, good work, Sally. Well, boys? It worked, Muscles. Yeah? That's well. Uh, now when the pictures come out in the newspaper showing Miss Lane caught in a gambling... That, then... Muscles, will be the end of Miss Lane's efforts to get the mothers of Metropolis working for Perry White's anti-punch book bill. <laughs> I'll bet the women of Metropolis will have nothing to do with her now. Gee, boys... What a brain you got. His watery, grape-like eyes gloating with triumph. Joe Solitaire rubs his slender, graceful hands in satisfaction. Certain now that he has disgraced Lois Lane and so relieved the pressure from his vicious, lucrative punchboard racket. What will happen to Lois when she finds her reputation endangered? And what will Superman's answer to this latest move by the cunning racketeer? There's rapid fashion, action tomorrow, and an amazing development in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 15 of Pennies for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman. 
And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, the Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, in the apartment he occupies as mild-mannered, bespectacled Clark Kent, answers the telephone and receives a shocking surprise. Hello? Is that you, Clark? Yes, Lois? Oh, thank heaven you're there. Something... What's the matter, Lois? Oh, Clark, something terrible has happened to me. Oh, great Scott, tell me, what? Please wait right where you are. I'll be there in five minutes. Don't leave, no matter what. Question. Who's the all-time All-American basketball star? Well, you'll find the answer is George Mikan when you're collecting Pep's brand-new photo series of radio and sports stars. Yes, George Mikan is one of the celebrities in that slick new set of 18 photos you get as a prize, one in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. Think of it. Candid cameras eyes actual photos to add to your photo collection. Photos of the greatest stars in the radio and sport world. Other stars in this new series are Bill Cabaretta, the slugging first baseman of the Chicago Cubs, and Alice Faye, the famous radio star. Yes, and many other outstanding celebrities. Eighteen photos altogether. And they're all the same handy, candid camera size. So right now, start collecting this swell new series of photos from packages of pep. Those catchy flakes of good whole wheat. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. Although his life was twice threatened by Joe Solitaire, king of the vicious punchboard racket, Editor Perry White, newly elected mayor of Metropolis, is trying to have the state legislature pass a bill which will outlaw punchboard. Lois Lane, popular girl reporter, has been helping White by conducting a newspaper campaign among the mothers of Metropolis, urging them to back the anti-punchboard bill. This alarmed Joe Solitaire, who promptly laid plans to stop Lois and her growing influence among women voters. That evening, Clark Kent, who was really Superman, received an excited phone call from Lois, who said that she was in great trouble. A few minutes later, pale and agitated, the girl reporter arrived at Kent's apartment. Oh, Clark, this is terrible, just terrible. For sake, Lois, pull yourself together and tell me what you're so upset about. Look, do you recall this afternoon a woman named Sally Miller phoned me? Sally Miller? Yes, you remember she said she and several of her friends wanted to write to their state legislators to back oh. Perry White's anti-punch board oh, bill? Oh, yes, they were afraid of Joe Solitaire and you were going out to her house this evening to set them straight. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, I did go. And I was 
walked right into a frame-up. Frame-up? Yes. What Mrs. do you mean? Miller runs a gambling house. What? There were roulette rolls, dice tables, everything. Uh-oh. And while I stood there, unable to move, a cameraman began taking pictures of me. Oh, no. And then several husky men rushed in, yelling for everybody to stand still that it was a police raid. Well, why didn't you tell them that you were I a tried to, but they wouldn't listen to me. They hustled me and Mrs. Miller down to a car and drove away with us. Police headquarters? Police headquarters, nothing. They drove around the park once and then told me to get out of the car. Get out? Yes. About that time, I had my wits back, and I saw that it wasn't a police car at all. Oh, I get it now. Did you get the number of the car? I tried to, but it was smeared with mud. Cockeye was framed. Mrs. Miller just lured me to her house so that they could take pictures of me in a a gambling den. certainly looks that way. But why? What's behind it? A a practical joke? Joke? Nothing. Those pictures will be used for blackmail. Oh, now, look. Yes. You know, Mrs. Miller or somebody will threaten to publish the pictures unless I buy them off. Nonsense, Lois. You don't have enough money to make it worth a blackmailer's time. Well, no, I, I suppose not. But, well, then why would anybody... I think I know why. You do? Well, it's just a hunch. But I seem to recognize the fine hand of Joe Solitaire behind this. Joe Solitaire? Yes. You see, Lois, your campaign to get the mothers of Metropolis behind Perry White's anti-punchboard bill has been going great guns. That's right. Now... If the bill is passed, Solitaire will lose a juicy racket, which is worth millions. Well, I know, but why should If Solitaire can disgrace you, you'll lose your women readers, and White would lose their support of his bill. Get it? Good heavens, yes, that's it. That must be the answer. I'm not sure, but it makes sense. It certainly does. What do we do, Clark? The first thing to do is to find out if I'm right. Let's go. Where? We're going to pick up Inspector Henderson and go to Mrs. Miller's apartment. I want to talk to that lady if we're not too late. But I already called Henderson. I called him before I called you. Oh, good. Then Sergeant Hill is probably there now with a squad of detectives. Come on, we'll join them. There's Sergeant Healy in front of the house. Well, Sergeant, did you get Mrs. Miller? No, we didn't get anybody. The place is cleared out. Uh-oh, I was afraid of that. Oh, dear, what'll we do? You know what I'm going to do. Lois, you hop over to the office and wait there for me. Wait a minute, Clark. Where are you going? I'm going to check up on my hunch. I'll see you later. Oh, where can I... Oh, here. I can change in this alley. Out of these clothes. Just zip out to Solitaire's gambling tip and see what I can find out as Superman. There we are. All set. Up! And away! <laughs> Joe Solitaire in his cabin talking to his man, Muscles. I'll drop down and listen in. There we are. I should be able to hear well enough now. Yes, Muscles. Everything worked out fine. The pictures that Nippy took of Miss Lane and Sally's gambling room are being developed now. And tomorrow morning, you'll see them splashed all over the front pages of the Daily Blade. Are you sure? Daily Blade, eh? Oh, yes. You can get the Blade and miss such an opportunity. Now, pay a visit to the Daily Blade. Up! And away! sure you got those pictures of Lois Lane, if you... You bet I am, Mr. Mason. I got the plates right here in the bag. Six swell shots of the snooty Miss Lane in a gambling den. <laughs> well, I'll run up page one of tomorrow's blade. <laughs> This'll show up Perry White in that holier-than-thou crowd at the Daily Planet. And how? Well, I'll go to the dark room now and develop Well, uh, one minute, Nippy. Uh, tell me, how'd you ever manage to get Miss Lane's pictures in that gambling joint? Uh-huh. <laughs> What do you care as long as you got them? Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. Hurry up and develop the plates. I can't wait to see them. I'll have the prints on your desk in a few shakes. As John Mason, editor of the Daily Blade, rubs his hands in anticipated satisfaction, Superman, crouched on the windowsill of Mason's office, smiles grimly. You're pretty low, Mr. Mason. And I'd like to step in there and tell you so. 
but I'm going to stay right here and fix things so that you and your scandal-mongering cameraman will get the surprise of your lives. What does the man of steel have in mind? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Crouched on a windowsill outside the Daily Blade's offices, Superman employs his X-ray vision to look through the walls and watch as Nibby, a Blade cameraman, prepares to develop the pictures showing Lois Lane in a gambling den. Unaware that he is being watched, Nibby chuckles to himself in the dimness of the photographic darkroom. Boy, <laughs> oh, I wait till that planet crowd gets a load of these pictures on the Blade's page one tomorrow. <laughs> Quickly, the photographer immerses the film plates in a developing bath and watches gleefully as the picture of Lois Lane begins to take form. At the proper time, he pulls the films out of the liquid and examines them under the dark room lantern. Still watching, Superman smiles grimly. Now, Nippy, this is where you get your surprise. As his lips narrow to mere slits, Superman's eyes take on an eerie brilliance, growing brighter and brighter as they focus sharply on the films in Nippy's hands. Then while the cameraman is gazing at them, the pictures of Lois Lane fade until in just a moment he is clutching blank film, completely exposed by the X-rays from Superman's eyes. Startled nearly out of his wits, Nippy rushes out of the dark room and dashes breathlessly into Editor Mason's office. Holy smokes, Mr. Mason. What's the matter, Nippy? The, the pictures. What about them? I don't have them. What? Something went wrong. What do you mean? What went wrong? I don't know. They went blank. Blank? Yeah, every one of them. I can't figure it out. And you call yourself a cameraman, eh? Look, Mr. Mason. You're fired. What, Mr. You're Mason? You're fired. Get out. Get out of here and don't ever come back. Poor Nippy. Too bad I can't tell him my X-ray vision X-rayed the images from his films. Now, back to tell Lopez everything is okay. Up and away! Lady Luck, Joe Solitaire speaking. Joe, this is Nippy Nelson. Oh, yes, Nippy, what is it? The pictures I took from his lane, they didn't come out. What? They were blank, I can't figure it out, Joe. And I lost my job. Listen, you gotta help me. Help you? Why, you stupid idiot, if I had you here now, I'd cut your throat. Now, Everything you... depended on those pictures, Everything. And you messed it up. Don't you come near me, you hit me. Don't you come near me, I'll kill you. Creepers, what happened, boys? Oh, that fool, that, that idiot. Nippy Nelson. Did something go wrong with them pictures? Yes. Holy smokes, now what do we do? We can't fool around with frame-ups like we did tonight. Got to take our gloves off, muscles. What do you mean, boss? Got to show some Weisenheimers it ain't healthy to try to put Joe Solitaire out of business. Got to show them when they try that... They wind up in the cemetery. <laughs> Although he chuckles, Joe Pelletier's watery frog-like eyes are red-rimmed with venom as a vicious jungle cat's. As he plots to save his lucrative punchboard racket, even if he has to commit murder, who will Solitaire move against now? And when? And how? We'll find out in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 16 of Pennies for Plunder on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep. 
the Super Serial. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!